What's good, yo? We're back at again with the All Facts No Cap Podcast. And I'm your host, Horace Ricard. And this is actually part two to um, the more NBA talk thing because I actually have a lot more to say about the NBA Finals and the NBA. And just basically the, the NBA in general. Last time, I, I was very tired, so I stopped the podcast and I had to do something. But now I'll probably do as much as I could. And... I'm really going to talk more about the finals as, although oh, I did say the Suns, yeah, I did say Suns and six, uh, but I did say Suns and seven, actually, Suns and six or seven, but the reason why I have that is because Giannis will be injured, and I don't know, I think Giannis will be gone for like the first few games, for like the first two games, actually, and then maybe the Suns go, and then I think the Suns can go up. 2-0, unless like Middleton has one of his games alongside Brooke Lopez, alongside Drew Holiday. It really depends on how Giannis, how Giannis returns and how we how he returns as well. Because if he's 100 percent himself, it'll probably be a seven-game series. However, I was I didn't really talk about the like the defensive schemes and like how they how each team should guard one another. So for the Phoenix Suns. They have Jay Crowder that was able to that was able to be part of the wall defense last year for the Miami Heat to stop Giannis. And maybe they do the same adjustment here. And this time they have DeAndre Ayton as like a wall, as like the rim protector, and then Jay Crowder helping alongside. Maybe they'll also bring Mikhail Bridges to help in with that wall. And also Jay Crowder was also trusted with Anthony Davis. Uh, sometimes Nikola Jokic, although it didn't really happen as much. He was also, I think, dealt with Paul George. And, and also another way I think they could stop Giannis is they can just is this is this, when you really think about it, like in the Brooklyn Nets series, the how the Nets tried to guard Giannis was more on based on they let Giannis be Giannis and make sure Middleton and Holiday couldn't get couldn't really get good games. And I really think maybe the Suns do that. And even they might do both. They might shut down Giannis and shut down the perimeter game. But I think they should focus more on the perimeter game. However, that that would open lanes for like Brook Lopez and and. But however, I don't think Brook Lopez will get played playing time this series as Devin Booker and Chris Paul against drop bigs. They just demolished them. We saw what they did with. Andre Drummond, we saw what they did against Nicole Jokic. We saw what they did against Zubak. Basically, like drop bigs, or drop bigs is not good to play against this team. And I don't know if they're going to want to play Brook Lopez as much because of the fact that he's a drop big. So the best way for the Bucks to handle that is to put Giannis at the five and put PJ Tucker at the four. May, may play like a small ball rotation. As well as like PJ Tucker is a better corner three shooter than Brooke Lopez. So if Giannis is in the paint, dish it out to PJ. Splash. PJ's always done that. I miss him on the Rockets too. But and I actually didn't really talk about the Bucks Hawk series as much because before I had the Bucks in five, but it was the Bucks in six, which I was right that the Bucks would win, but I was wrong that the Hawks would only take one game. And they were able to take another game without Trey Young, which was pretty, which was pretty good. However, now this is about finals talk, and I actually gotta talk more about free agency because I didn't really go through all of them. I just went through the main people. And now let me check again. 
as yeah, I did say Kyle Lowry will probably get become like a sign and trade or he'll leave in free agency. Maybe he stays in Toronto, but I highly doubt it because he wants to compete. I don't know if Toronto's in the mindset of competing right now. Alongside DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. I, this is actually a really good, a really tough scenario for him. As I think he was one of the most underrated players this year. He was an underrated player. He got better as a playmaker, and he was the key to the Spurs this season. Although they didn't make the playoffs, they were pretty close as they made the play-in tournament. But I really do think like that's that those are like the big name free agents. And I don't I could go I could dig deeper into like each free agent, but I'm really gonna stick to the basic, but to the main holy let's stick to the man. My I don't know, something got, got caught in my throat. As yeah, I do think. PJ Tucker, maybe he stays with the Bucks after they win the championship. Bobby Portis, probably the same thing. John Collins will probably get another contract by the Hawks. Nicholas Batum will probably stay. Carmelo, uh, I don't know where he would go. Oh, uh, then this—that's basically that's all I probably have to say about. That's all I probably have to say about uh, the. The um uh <laughs> about free agents, man. I don't know, I'm blanking out here right now. So one thing I'm actually really gonna talk about is the draft prospects. Now I'm gonna talk about the, the top five picks and who I think should go where. As Detroit Pistons have gotten the number one overall pick, they got Kate Cunningham. And I had said last time it would be a good fit, not it was a great good fit, not a great fit. And I do think it is good because Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes is not really a bust, as I I don't I think I think he doesn't really have a high ceiling, but however I do think he 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 fits well with Kate Cunningham as well as they also have a, ba- a good infrastructure set. They also have Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, uh, Sadiq Bay. They have a solid team or like a solid young a solid infrastructure infrastructure around. They're just looking to find a franchise cornerstone, and I think Kate Cunningham can be their franchise cornerstone as. As I, I, I've been scouting Kate Cunningham. I scouted Kate Cunningham, and I do think he is the clear, the clear cut consensus number one overall pick. However, he's not the generational talent I've seen from him. Considering that Luka Doncic and Ben Simmons coming out as prospects, those guys were known as generational talents, but as prospects. But Kate Cunningham is a lot more different. He's more of a. I do see a lot more concerns with him than those than those other two guys have had however most of his problems were due to his situation at always at osu as most as his teammates weren't really that good and then a lot of the defenses had most of their attention on him and then it was really it really got to the point where it was like oh uh is Cade like they put they put is Kate passing it out or is he shoot is he gonna shoot it? They basically had their entire defensive attention on him, which was of course you're gonna have a lot of issues like that. A lot of a lot of your stats may not be as great as it seems. And yeah, that's basically what my thoughts on Kate Cunningham. However, like Kate Cunningham is a generational talent, it's just in a different tier as the Luka Doncic and Ben Simmons. However, he is a he is a clear cut consensus number one overall pick, and if he does work on his concerns, he could turn this franchise around. And 
he'd honestly be the GOAT if he turned Detroit Pistons around. Because if they, they've been tanking for basically such a long time, they haven't done well in the draft. This, this would be just amazing if they just did. And the way I'm a huge Rocket fan with a second overall pick, and I want Jalen Green. I just want Jalen Green. Like Jalen Green, I think I think Jalen Green should be the the consensus number two overall pick. And you could say like, oh, why not Evan Mobley or like Jalen Suggs? But my problem with Evan Mobley is that I don't see him with as a good fit alongside Christian Wood, especially defensively, as like they they both. Are, are they both are not that they're both are not they both are not super strong they're also they mobley is a good rim protector and he's a versatile defender don't get me wrong however jalen green a perimeter scorer and in this offensive heavy and, and since offenses in this modern NBA are getting exponentially better I will say just drop jalen green the most talented prospect and i'm a big guy on draft based on talent and if the rockets if i the houston rockets which i brought them do this so bad i am the houston rockets i want to draft the most talented player i don't care if he doesn't fit well i don't care if he doesn't or if you need a position i am drafting the most talented player and i'm gonna deal with the fit and stuff later he's gonna fit well if i if i'm just draft the most talented player because of his talent he can probably fit well I don't want them to do like a Warriors last year or like a Kings with the Marvin Bagley. I don't want them to do that at all. Like that's just that that would just be horrible, horrible. Even as a Rockets fan, like I was so stressed just to get, I was just to see like if we would get a top four pick or not. If the Rockets would get a top four pick, they got the top four pick. Draft Jalen Green, please. He should be the number two consensus. As I actually did a scouting report on him, he basically has all the levels to become a three three-level scorer he has all the tools he has all the skills to become a three-level scorer at the next level and he also he also he does he is not really strong as well but i do think with the development that can also become uh, that can also become more of a strength than a weakness and this guy can be an abolished 25 point per game scorer in the league when fully developed so and he also has the experience he what played in the G League, which he did play against NBA level competition, as Mobley played in college. And I'm not saying Evan Mobley's a bad prospect. No team should ever draft him. He's easily a top three pick. And I'm not really a big fan of centers being top top picks. However, Mobley is an exception as he is similar to Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns coming out as prospects. My main concern with Evan Mobley is just the fact that the fact of the matter is like then it's not 2010 anymore. If it was 2010. And you already have Christian Wood in the front court. You would be dying to take Mobley just because 2010 was a different league back then. Low post having low post having two low post elite low post players will be just be insane. But however, like that's that's not the case anymore. And now you want more spacing. You want better scoring. And I think Jalen Green can provide that, as well as Jalen Green is an, also an amazing playmaker. I think Jalen Green should just be yeah, it. Jalen Green is the consensus number two. It's just, that's just how it is. Also, another reason why I would say the Rockets should draft Jalen Green is because of a few reasons. Evan Porter Jr., although as good as he is, he has off-the-court problems. And sometimes it could ruin the team. And if Jalen Green 
could I'm not saying he should replace him because I'll I'd love to see a backcourt of KPJ and uh Jalen Green. But however, like John Wall has to be off that off that contract, which is basically impossible because he's untradeable. But I do think they could run like a small ball where it's with K- KPJ and Jalen Green, which is one of them as a wing. However, the main concern about that is, yeah, Jalen Green's not that strong. But however, he since he is a little more raw than expected, I do think he has a high ceiling for sure. As when I'm comparing Cade and Jalen Green, Cade may have the higher floor, but Green might have the higher ceiling. And that's just really, that's just really great. That's just really great. I will, and, and since at the top of the draft, you want to pick the guy with the highest ceiling, I will say Jalen Green should go number two to the Rockets. And number three, the Cavs should easily just take Evan Mobley because that's Kate Green, and Mobley. Those are the consensus three, number three, the top three picks. That's just easily a, that's easily, that's just easily, easily easy pick for them, man. I, I don't know what I'm saying, but however, Number four and number five, he gets pretty tricky because although Jalen Suggs isn't great, I don't think I don't really see him as a top five pick. The reason why is because I I'm not too sure of his ceiling. And since I just said if I'm at the top of the draft, I want the guy with the highest ceiling. I don't I don't know I don't think Jalen Suggs really has a higher has has a really high ceiling compared to Jonathan Kaminga, um, Josh Giddy. TV or not David and Moses Moody. However, like I, I when I evaluate more, I'll probably talk more about it. However, if the rap if I was the Raptors, I'd probably take Jonathan Kaminga as he probably has the highest, highest ceiling in this draft class. He could be the best player in the draft class. The, the problem with him is he's a little raw. And I literally don't know what the Raptors are doing. Are they gonna contend or are they gonna are they, are they going to rebuild? If they're going to rebuild, Jonathan Kaminga is the perfect pick. Highest ceiling, higher ceiling, most raw. However, you can develop him because you've been great at developing players. And that's basically, oh, actually, since I did talk about the Kemba Walker trade, I'm going to talk about a player that's been on the rise. And since the, since the, the Toronto Raptors are in the conversation, I don't know if this is a this is kind of a hot topic, but like where will Ben Simmons go? I've not I I was I was I was more of a defender of Ben Simmons. However, like I do admit this guy is not elite. <laughs> but maybe GMs don't think that. Maybe GMs actually think this guy's a way better player than he think than they think he is. But if and I saw the Malcolm Brogdon in the first for Ben Simmons and Philly turned that down and a lot of Philly fans have been saying like oh why didn't you do that why didn't Darren Moore do that because it's really more the fact that they can they can use Ben Simmons in a, in a variety of trade packages like they can they can use if they want to get Damian Millard who might ask for a trade who knows and I'll actually talk more about that later but he might ask for a trade I think that would be more of a like they're they're gonna have to use Simmons in that offer even if they're gonna like maybe maybe like they'll 
bring in like Golden State anywhere, like just any. But I think they could have, they could get better offers for him apart from uh, uh, what do you call it? Apart from uh, Indiana. And this is really, this is really tough because I do think he really needs to go to a rebuilding team to gain his confidence back. But Golden State could be a better fit just for the fact that, yeah, you will have Ben and Draymond, which is not that good. However, they're both really good passers and they both can generate offenses, which if you have them alongside Curry and Clay, it's it's actually going to be pretty, it actually can seem pretty good. And the Warriors are a good team to get, like, look at Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins played in Minnesota, was running there, and then he, he's, he's been underrated this entire year. Maybe the same can happen to Ben. Who knows? And since since maybe they do like a Ben for Dame, Dame trade, I'm going to talk more about Damian Lillard aspect of the trade. So I like Damian Lillard trade because apparently he might ask to leave Portland. And if that happens... It's good. It's good. I'm all for. I'm all for. I'm all for players. Leave, for all for. I'm all for players wanting to leave for better situations to win a chance to win a championship. Of course, like um, like Deshaun Watson, his his uh, uh organization got taken over by a Bible camp counselor, and he wants out of the city because they're not that good. Rip the Houston Texans, but. Exactly. I'm all for players wanting out. And Damian Lillard, well, what I think about Damian Lillard is I think I really want Zion to make the playoffs. And I I, I think I really like Zion. And I think they should do like in, Brandon Ingram, a bunch of picks, and maybe like Lonzo Ball or like Josh Hart. Basically like the Lakers tra- for trading for Anthony Davis. Maybe they do that just because they want they want to keep Zion happy with playoff berths, and that that would that would be a good that would be a good fit. That would be a good fit, as like since you have you already have guys like uh Zion Williamson, you have Josh Hart, Lonzo. If they can keep Lonzo Ball, that would actually be pretty good because Lonzo Ball has been having a really, had a really great year this year. And they also they, they may have to get off like Eric Bledsoe's contract. However, I do think I do think maybe they can use that. But but if Dame and Zion easily make the playoffs, that's just I, I think that would easily make the playoffs. Zion averaged like 27 points off like 62 65 true shooting. I I don't know, but he averaged a lot of points, and I think he averaged like ten rebounds alongside with like three assists. Which, yeah, he didn't really have great spacing, and he also didn't really have great coaching because Stan Van Gundy's not good. However, I, I do want to see Zion succeed, and I do think the Pelicans should try their best, or really any team that's trying to contend or just make the playoffs should try to get Dame Miller. But it would it would be it would be good to see him alongside Zion. I don't want to see him on the Knicks because I don't like the Knicks, but but the Knicks, the Nick Knicks fans say they're gonna get the biggest big three like every year, but they don't get that. And they're probably and they're saying like right now they're probably gonna get Kawhi Leonard alongside uh they're gonna get Kawhi Leonard alongside Damian Lillard, which is such a cap. You said the same thing two years ago about Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And they went to the Nets. 
what are Damon Kawhi gonna go to the Nets too? Like that's just that's just gonna be insane if that happens. And one thing about that is I think I, I think I touched about this last time, but I do think I I will I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi left to join the clip to join another team, but I don't see him leaving the Clippers, which I I think I already said this last episode. However, however, yeah, I just don't see him leaving the Clippers. And now I'm really gonna talk about, and I don't really know what to talk about now. Like this is just really a. Maybe I can talk more about the draft. Who knows? But I think this is just based on my opinions all of this is just based on whatever i think will happen maybe jalen green becomes a boss or like cage becomes a boss i hope hopefully that doesn't happen because i want to keep my good track record alive last year last year last year i didn't i didn't i didn't think the warriors should have drafted james wiseman because they should have won by talent and that seems to hold them back now however Golden State is Golden State, and for the and yeah, I did see the Siakam trade for the seventh pick and James Wiseman for Siakam, which if I were the Warriors, and all I have to give up were like Wiggins, Siakam, and and like the seventh pick, just for Siakam, I would do that. But it, if I'm Toronto, if I'm trying to rebuild, maybe I do that. But if I'm not trying to rebuild, will I do that? I don't, I don't know Toronto's situation. Like, they always, they always confuse me in a way. Speaking of Toronto, I just think, I'm just thinking of hockey right now. The Lightning are up 3-0 against the Montreal Canadiens. And I don't really care about hockey, so it's not like I, it's not like I, I hold some grudge against both teams. But if Tampa Bay loses this year, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. But I don't think they're going to lose four games in a row. Losing four games in a row is just madness, especially since you're one of the best teams in the league. And I'm, I'm probably going to talk more about NFL as the Browns, the Chiefs, the uh, Titans, and uh, I said Browns. Wait, who? What other team? Wait, what are the? Oh, the Bills. The Bills. Those will be the AFC division winners, in my opinion. And for the NFC, I'll probably elaborate more on this in another episode. But in the, for the NFC, NFC South will be the Bucks. NFC East will be the uh, Cowboys. I think. I think they can. Uh, the NFC, NFC West will be the Rams, and the NFC North will be the vikings if i have to elaborate on it i'll probably talk about it more but i think this is all i'm going to talk about today and you know i'm harsh recording this is the all facts no cap podcast and i'm out